This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Healthy Aging, providing you with the unique energy support of Pure NT Factor. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, whether it be age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years with a 45-day money-back guarantee of nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158. That's 800-982-9158. Or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. This is Layla Mutin, your host. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist here in New York. I'm in practice with Dr. Ronald Hoffman. I also maintain a private practice. If you'd like to schedule an appointment with me, simply call the office. Talk to Liz. She'll set you up. 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. If you'd like to hear me talk about topics that are important to you on this podcast concerning health and wellness, nutrition, you can email me to radioprogram at AOL.com. That's radioprogram at AOL.com. And if you don't already subscribe to the free Intelligent Medicine newsletter, Simply go to www.drhoffman.com, drhoffman.com, and sign up. The newsletter is free, comes out once a week, generally on a Wednesday, maybe Thursday, and you may unsubscribe at any time. I want to talk to you about alcohol. One alcoholic drink a day is found to be linked with reduced brain size. I know, don't be alarmed, don't be alarmed, because you've already been told that with a, a Mediterranean diet, one glass of red wine is good and all of that, maybe heart healthy and so forth. They're finding out more and more as they do research, and that one alcoholic drink a day is linked with reduced brain size. The research, which used a data set of more than 36,000 adults, revealed that going from one drink to two drinks a day was associated with changes in the brain equivalent to aging two years. Heavier drinking was linked with an even greater toll. Now that kind of makes sense, right? So that going from one drink to two drinks a day was associated with changes in the brain equivalent to aging two years. The science on heavy drinking and the brain is clear. The two don't have a healthy relationship. Alcohol is a neurotoxin. It is. People who drink heavily 
have alterations in brain structure and size that are associated with cognitive impairments. One of the ways uh, that alcohol uh, induces cognitive impairment is by destroying our very important B vitamins, primarily thiamine, which is vitamin B1. Uh, there's a syndrome called Wernicke-Korsakoff. This happens among heavy drinkers, heavy alcoholics. They have a complete deficiency of thiamine, vitamin B1, which causes confusion, distress, memory impairments, all of that. Irritability. Really, you undergo personality changes, right? And it's from a thiamine deficiency. Thiamine is very important. You know, I will even counsel my patients who wish to continue to drink daily on their Mediterranean diets to take a B-complex, maybe take some additional thiamine, maybe support their liver health with N-acetylcysteine, acetylcholine, alpha-lipoic acid, things of that nature. Some are even taking milk thistle for, for you know, to help... Uh, detoxing their livers with the drinking. Now, according to a new study, alcohol consumption, even at levels that most would consider modest, a few beers or glasses of wine a week, a few glasses of wine a week, may also carry risks to the brain. An analysis of data from more than 36,000 adults led by a team from the University of Pennsylvania, found that light to moderate alcohol consumption was associated with reductions in overall brain volume. Wow, light to moderate alcohol consumption was associated with reductions in overall brain volume. Think about that. And most healthy people, they're light to moderate alcohol consumers, right? They'll still get up in the morning and exercise, especially some aerobic exercise to increase your BDNF, your brain-derived neurotropic factor. But that doesn't necessarily undo the damage from alcohol, even from light to moderate drinking. So... The link grew stronger the greater the level of alcohol consumption, the researchers showed. As an example, in 50-year-olds, as average drinking among individuals increases from one alcohol unit, which is about a half a beer a day, to two units, which is a pint of beer or a glass of wine, there are associated changes in the brain equivalent to aging two years. Wow. So from going from a half a beer to a pint or to a glass of wine, they found these changes in the brain equivalent to aging two years. Going from two to three Alcoholic units at the same age, we're talking about 50-year-olds now, was like aging three and a half years. 
The team reported their findings in the journal Nature Communications. So this is in the journal Nature Communications, but I'm, I'm bringing this to you from worldhealth.net. And it was out of the University of Pennsylvania, this research came to be, and, and published in the journal Nature Communications, if you want to find it and read about it. So, quote, the fact that we have such a large sample size allows us to find subtle patterns even between drinking the equivalent of half a beer and one beer a day, says one of the researchers. He collaborated, this researcher collaborated with other researchers now at the University of Wisconsin-Madison and they basically list the researchers here, which I don't need to tell you about, but you could go find it if you read the journal Nature Communications about this research. These findings, I'm quoting again, contrast with scientific and governmental guidelines on safe drinking limits, right? For example, although the National Institute on alcohol abuse and alcoholism recommends that women consume an average of no more than one drink per day. Recommended limits for men are twice that, an amount that exceeds the consumption level associated in the study with decreased brain volume. So you see all we're finding out in the research. Hey, am I recommending prohibition here based on this research? Absolutely not. You have free will. You should do what you wish. But this information is important. So you can make a discerning decision for yourself on your alcohol habits the same way you make other decisions for yourself about your life and your health. Now, ample research has examined the link between drinking and brain health with ambiguous results. While strong evidence exists that heavy drinking causes changes in brain structure, including strong reductions in gray and white matter across the brain, other studies have suggested that moderate levels of alcohol consumption may not have an impact, or even that light drinking could benefit the brain in older adults. These earlier investigations, however, they lack the power, the rigor of large, large data sets. Probing massive quantities of data for patterns is the specialty of these researchers. And they've conducted previous studies using the United Kingdom's Biobank, a data set with genetic and medical information from half a million British middle-aged and older adults. They employed biomedical data from this research, from this resource in the current study, specifically looking at brain MRIs 
from more than 36,000 adults in the biobank, which can be used to calculate white and gray matter volume in different regions of the brain. Quote, having this data set is like having a microscope or a telescope with a more powerful lens. Quote, you get a better resolution and start seeing patterns and associations you couldn't before. So this research is very important. They have a much bigger data set. They're able to see patterns. They're able to get a better resolution, a better eye on all of this. So think about it, 36,000 people. So to gain an understanding of possible connections between drinking and the brain, it was critical to control for confounding variables that could cloud the relationship. And now this is a tenet of good scientific research. You have to control for the things that could be interfering with a valid and reliable conclusion in what you're researching and what you're measuring. The team in this research, they controlled for age, height, handedness, right hand or left hand, sex, smoking status, socioeconomic status, genetic ancestry, and county of residence. They also corrected the brain volume data for overall head size. That's very interesting. The volunteer participants in the biobank had responded to survey questions about their alcohol consumption levels from complete abstention, not drinking at all, to an average of four or more alcoholic units a day. When the researchers grouped the participants by average consumption levels, a small but a very apparent pattern emerged. The gray and white matter volume that might otherwise be predicted by the individual's other characteristics was reduced. So going from zero to one alcohol unit didn't make much of a difference in brain volume, but going from one to two or two to three units a day was associated with reductions in both gray and white matter. So go, going from drinking nothing to drinking a half a beer or a small glass of wine, it didn't make much of a difference in brain volume. But going from a half a beer to a pint of beer to a glass of wine, a full glass of wine or maybe a glass and a half of wine to two glasses of wine was associated with reductions in both gray and white matter. The researchers say it's not linear. It gets worse the more you drink. So even removing the heavy drinkers from this analysis, the associations remained. So they just, you know, when they removed the heavy drinkers and only looked at the light moderate drinkers, these associations that they found, they still remained. The lower brain volume 
was not localized to any one brain region, the scientists found. And to give a sense of the impact, the researchers compared the reductions in brain size linked with drinking to those that occur with aging based on their modeling. Each additional alcohol unit consumed per day was reflected in a greater aging effect in the brain. And while going from zero to a daily average of one alcohol unit was associated with the equivalent of a half a year of aging, the difference between zero and four drinks was more than, are you sitting down, 10 years of aging. So going from being a total teetotaler, not drinking at all, to four drinks, which is called heavy drinking, was more than 10 years of aging. Wow, listen up, people in Italy and France, those who consume definitely more than two glasses of wine a day, likely, you know, it's in America that if you're drinking more than two glass, having more than two alcoholic beverages a day, it's called heavy drinking. And certainly four drinks a day is called heavy drinking, at least here in America. In Europe, maybe less so. So in future work, the authors of this study, they hope to, to, to tap the United Kingdom's biobank and other large data sets to help answer additional questions related to alcohol use. Sip of tea, ginger tea. I, I do a combination now of ginger tea combi combined with green tea. It's delicious. I love the heat, the, uh, the spiciness of the ginger tea that it brings, that it lends to the green tea. So it's a nice little brew I make that I enjoy every morning. So, quote, this study looked at average consumption, but we're, cur we're curious whether drinking one beer a day is better than drinking none during the week and then seven on the weekends. You know, a lot of people... They won't drink it all during the week, but they'll save it up and, so to speak, save it up and have it on a weekend. You know, Friday happy hour, Saturday evening, going out, drinking more heavily than you, than you would. So they want to see if having a beer a day every day of the week is better than drinking none at all during the week and then having seven on a weekend, you know, three or four on a Friday three or four on a Saturday, that like that. There's some evidence that binge drinking is worse for the brain, but we haven't looked closely at that yet. They'd also like to be able to more definitively pin down causation. This is not causation. This is more about correlation. They're seeing an association. So this is about correlation which may be possible with new longitudinal biomedical data sets that are following young people as they age. We may be able to look at these effects over time and along with genetics, tease apart 
causal relationships. And while the researchers underscore that their study looked only at correlations, they say the findings may prompt drinkers to reconsider how much they imbibe. And, you know, this is the reason I'm, I'm bringing this to your attention today. There is some evidence, they say, that the effect of drinking on the brain is exponential. So one additional drink in a day could have more of an impact than any of the previous drinks that day. That means that cutting back on that final drink of the night might have a big effect in terms of brain aging. In other words, the people who can benefit the most from drinking less are the people who already are drinking the most. This is very interesting information. Maybe you're going to rethink that nightcap. You've already had your glass or two of wine at dinner. Or maybe you've had your pre-dinner cocktail. Maybe you're only going to have one glass of wine at dinner, not two. Now maybe you're going to think about, hey, do I really need that nightcap? Let's think of a few nightcaps. A brandy. A brandy. Or, uh, you know, a port wine or, oh, I don't know, a sherry or a Bailey's, which is sweet. Don't go for that. Oof. It is tasty, though. Or remember Sambuca with coffee? I think that was an 80s or a 90s thing. I remember enjoying that from time to time after a beautiful Saturday evening dinner, right? But now this research will make you think twice about all of this, that Indeed, one alcoholic drink a day may be linked with a reduced brain size, and those who are the heaviest of drinkers may benefit the most from this information. I want to join, I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. Are you looking to give your immune system a boost? This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with a natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals. Liquid wild oil of oregano with rosemary extract and natural honey flavor. Future Farm's wild oil of oregano supports a variety of healthy benefits, including antimicrobial effects, as well as supporting the immune system. Plus, Future Farm is the first ever to formulate wild oil of oregano with rosemary. Rosemary aids circulation, helps alleviate muscle pain, improves memory, and also gives your immune system a boost. And natural honey enhances the delicious flavor. Future Farm offers some of the most innovative products I've seen in quite a while. I use them, prescribe them in my practice, and I'm proud to recommend them to you. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216. 888-841-7216 or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future P-H-A-R-M. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Wild oil of oregano is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212 212- 
1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your healthcare.